The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on The Believer's Walk of Faith. You got to be willing to walk through the wall of shame to get to the hall of fame. And you're walking through shame, meaning that you say you're healed, yet you're still kind of just barely making it, but you got to walk through the wall of shame to get to the hall of fame. You got what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to call things, come on, that be not as though they were. 99% of the things Jesus did, he did with what? Works. A man decomposing, stinking, and he said, roll away the stone. Then he used words. Lazarus, come forth. And when he said that, the power of God raised that man up, put his skin back together. Come on, made the organs come alive again. Am I right about it? And that man came to the tomb, the door of that tomb wrapped up and he said, loose him and let him go. I think some Christians are still wrapped up. They're alive, but they wrapped. I command now the devil to loose you in Jesus' name. Praise God. Now, what, what am I saying about this? This money thing, I mean money thing, this, 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 this word thing will control money? Weather? Watch how the heathen were going to use this. This is found in Genesis chapter 11. Now, Genesis chapter 11, starting at verse 6, this is when they were going to build a tower up to heaven. All right? Now, these were not full gospel, Hammond, organ dancing, Bible-toting uh, businessmen. These were devil worshipers. But he says here, they are of one speech and one language meaning that they spoke all the same thing. And he said, nothing will be restrained from them what they have imagined to do. So what you can see and say you can have. A lot of people got a big mouth. They'd say a lot of religious things, but they can't see nothing. See, if they can see some wealth, they'll be out of that poverty. You got churches, people, hallelujah, praise the Lord. That's fine, but what can you see? See, I'm trying to make it so we can, we can move all the religion out of the way and get some life, get some eternal life. So what you see and say, you're going to have. Here's what my friend David Oyedipo said. Bishop said this, if your faith has no proof, it's a fake. Some of y'all been faked out. Now what I'm here to do is expose 
expose the fake so that you can produce what God says you're supposed to produce so you can get on into that promised land. Say amen to that. Can I keep preaching? So they said nothing. So notice they're saying the same thing. The whole earth, one speech, one language. But notice what God did to stop the building. He confused their speech. Now you got different nations speaking different things. Right next door to U.S., it's Mexico. Right next, are you following what I'm saying? A different language, which makes it a different nation. So I'm saying words got a lot to do with your destiny. And notice they were in the wilderness and they had to go into Canaan. I got good news for you in Canaan. You're going to have to say something. Say amen to that. You're going to have to say something to get something. And a lot of times we don't want to say it because it doesn't look like, or we're getting pressure not to say it, or it doesn't look like it's so. The way you make it so is to say it. And if you can see it and say it, God will deliver it. One more time. If you can see it and say it, God will deliver it. Now, what I told you, you got to be willing to walk through the wall of shame to get to the hall of fame. And you walking through shame, meaning that you say you're healed, yet you're still kind of just barely making it, but you got to walk through the wall of shame to get to the hall of fame. You got what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to call things, come on, that be not as though they were. yourself a million. I, I said, you got the Now, the enemy knows that kind of power is in your speech. So he wants to take away the revelation of what you say so that you won't know that what you say has got connection to what you're going to get. You see what I'm saying? But this power that you've got is not only the power of human words, but their power of the words of the kingdom. Now, when it's, watch, watch this. So here, and I taught this on a Wednesday night, but God told me, bring that back up. So here were three uh, Hebrews and they had the Nebuchadnezzar, the king, of Babylon had built this image, this statue. Well, he said, when you hear the music plays, now I don't know what kind of music they were playing, whether they're playing some jazz or whether they're playing, you've picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille, or I don't know what they were playing, country West, but they were playing something, whatever it was, you're supposed to bow down. But the three Hebrews had read their constitution. And in the Bible, it says, do not bow yourself down to any other gods. Come on, you with me? So they refused to bow. Well, Nebuchadnezzar, now you fronting him off. He said, wait a minute. 
you boys were pretty good up until now. I'm adding my own translation. <laughs> you boys were pretty good up until now. We thought, I thought we were doing okay. But now you're trying to make me look bad. Yeah. He said, uh, get that fire ready. He said, let me give you one more chance. I'm, can, I, can I do this like I want? Uh, uh, give me some music. Okay. Uh, you're not going to bow? Okay. Uh, boys, heat it up seven times hotter than normal. Now, what I ask is this. How hot does fire have to be to burn? Now, now, I, if you put your hand, it, come on, how hot does it have to be? Okay, because fire kind of change colors. It's sometimes it's yellow, then it get to be blue. Come on, but this is white hot. And a white hot fire is used for forging. Forging what? When I was a little boy, I was in, in grade school. They took us up to Birmingham, Alabama. I was in Tuskegee, Alabama. Took up Birmingham. It was called Steel City. And they took us by U.S. Steel. And we saw all oh, this steel company. And I'm telling you, they were pouring this white hot steel. They were pouring it in this thing and this fire. I mean, everything was, you couldn't even stand close to it. That's how hot it was. It says in the scriptures that the people who threw the three Hebrews in the fire, all of them burned up. So the fire would burn. But if you've got the right speech, my goodness, you believe what you say is going to come to pass. Do you hear what I'm saying? So what happened? He heated it seven times hotter than normal. You know, and I know that all you got to do to get burned with fire is put your hand in it and you'll get burned. Am I right about that? So he didn't need to heat it up. So there must be another reason why this fire was heated up. And the fire was heated up not for the burning, but for them to change their speech. Because if they could go through that fire, they're going to change his law. Come on now. I'm saying there's places you can't go without going through the fire first. But you are here to change laws. You are here to change some of the bad laws that's on the books. Uh, am I right about that? Lord have mercy. No, it wasn't, it wasn't that the enemy turns it up on your tongue. He turns it up on your tongue. He needs you to get another confession coming out. He needs you to give him something he can work with. But what you won't give him is give God is something he can work with. So you always got to say what God said. Am I right about that? The Bible says in John chapter three, verse 34, I think it is that Jesus spoke the word of God always. So God gave him the spirit without measure, no limit on it. 
It says over in 1 Timothy, I think, chapter 6 and verse 13, how he, Jesus stood in front of Pilate. It records the fact that he had a good confession. Why? Because no matter what kind of pressure was put on him, he never would say anything other than what the Father said. Now, this is where we're going because that's where the promised land is. That's where the billion flow is. Before you hit that billion flow, I'm telling you right now, there's some pressure coming from somewhere. Now, look what it says in Mark chapter 4, verse 35. So they're going over to the other side. So as they're going over to the other side, here was the disciples getting the boat with Jesus. Now, Jesus fell asleep. The disciples were still busy rowing or whatever they do. But here comes a storm. Now, the storm did not just happen to come up. The storm was not there to test their faith. The storm came to do one thing, kill them. Say amen to this. And now here comes this storm and what do they do? They begin to try to, I'm sure, naturally try to get this, this water out of this ship. But they can't beat the devil naturally. So I'm saying there's some places that you're about to be sent that you can't beat the devil naturally. Say amen. You need the supernatural. And you've got the supernatural and it's going to start with what you see and what you say. Mm. Is there somebody here? So I'm saying now the pressure is coming. Now why is the pressure coming? The pressure is coming to get a person to say what will give Satan liberty to do what he plans to do in their life. Let me tell you, folks, that, that promised land, you know it takes, it, it takes some words to do it because notice when they came back from spying out the land, notice what happened. Lord, have mercy. Y'all with me? Yes. Notice, Lord Jesus. No, see, you're coming into a time now where, where saying what God says is not going to be an option. coming into times now that saying what God says is going to be mandatory. See, they're trying to put it on the green deal. See, they're trying to get enough windmills and so forth and take away all the fossil fuels and so forth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That ain't going to save it. That ain't going to save Mother Earth. What's going to save the planet is to deal with the curse. And you can deal with the curse through the blessing. But the blessing is released on that level through words that I'm going to have to say what God says even when it don't look like I can do anything about it. But when I say what God says, the word becomes flesh. When I say what God says, God goes to work with me. When I say what God says, angels take off and make things happen. Right now, with you in here, you got angels right there. They are packed in here. They like to hear me preach. 
because I give them something to do. And I'm telling you right now, God's got some land he wants you to take. But you're going to have to say something. You're going to have to say, house, I'm talking to you. In the name of Jesus, sell to me now. Sit down, sit down. Here's my wife and I in, uh, in, in uh, Minnesota before we left there. And we bought this nice big house on Bristol Circle, so forth, that an executive from Honeywell or something had. And, and, and we were trying to, you know, go and see the house. We said, more, I'm telling you. But it was a nice house. I mean, so we got back to the apartment and God said, get on your knees with your wife and pray about that house. So I prayed and as soon as I got down, God said, get, on your, get up off your knees, take your wife, go over and point at the house. Now, this is taking me from this level that I was at before up to speaking the word only. Oh, you're following what I'm saying. We went over there pull up in front of that house that time of night when you don't go in there that time of night if you ain't a certain color but I'm just saying notice we went over there and pointed at the house and said house I command you you see Satan's got stuff behind gates but the gates of hell shall not prevail against the spoken word can stop you from having what you are seeing and saying. Now say it with me. No one can stop me from having what I am seeing and saying. House, we're talking to you. I command you sell to us. Boom. Once we did that, it was done. The transaction in the spirit was complete. Nobody else could get it. Somebody offered him more money than us and this is what he said about us. You know, I didn't sell it to them because I like you all. I don't blame you. I don't, we come from the most high God. We ain't some loafers off the street. We are kingdom kids. Glory to God. God told me to ask you, which one of these do you want? She said this. Watch this. She's right here. He said, uh, you mean which one can we afford? I said, that ain't what God told me to ask you. I'm going to talk to you now. That ain't what God told me to ask you. He told me to ask you which one you want. Come on, come on, because it all belongs to you, baby. Got that house. Say amen to that. So what am I saying? They go to the other side and here comes Satan. He came at the three Hebrews 
He wasn't coming because he wasn't offering the fire. He was trying to use the fire to change their speech. And here comes the disciples with Jesus sleep. And they said, Master, don't you care? I'm putting it in my own words. We're about to die. Jesus got up, rebuked the wind, said to the sea, peace, be still. And they made it to the other side. Watch, watch this. Suppose Jesus wasn't on the ship. You got what I'm saying? I'm saying there's a destiny that God's got for you that can only be attained through words. One more time. There is a destiny that God has for you that can only be attained through words. I'm going to come over here. There is a place God's got for you to go that you're going to only get through words. And I really believe the promised land is full of stuff that can only be gotten by words. Some people don't know what I'm talking about. When they went to Jericho, what did they do? God said, march. He said, march around it. And he said, when you do, let nobody say anything. And they did that for seven days on the seventh day. Then God said, do one thing. Shout. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, man. Come on. your season. All the work has been done. Say amen to me. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the people of the living God. Now out of this, she's going to promote you. Because once you go through the hall of shame, you're going to end up, I mean, through the wall of shame, you're going to end up in the hall of fame. So I'm saying to you today, simplify life. Stop trying to work it out. It's already been worked out. Now you got to shout it out. You, you got just do what he says because it's already done. Mm, mm, mm. So, when they put them in there, they were tied up, but they wouldn't change their confession. And it looked bad for a minute. But there's a little distance between I believe I received and there it is. You see, he said, trust in the Lord, what? Oh, yeah. Now the angels are standing around you and David knew that. That's why David could talk so bold because he had a revelation that 
God had already supplied what he needed. And he said, this day, big guy, the Lord shall deliver you into my hand. And I'm going to take your whole army out. Talk big. Talk, talk, talk the size of the God that's in you. Man, I, I, I decree that the days of small things in your life is over. I'm talking about promises now. God has got you here as a miracle worker. The biggest reason why you were born is to glorify God. Not to have babies. Come on, not to do this. Come on, all of that's good, but that's not the biggest reason you were born. You were born to give God glory. And he said, if you don't praise him, he'll have the rocks to cry. Cause somebody gonna praise him. I don't know about you, but somebody gonna praise him. I'm gonna be in that number. I'm gonna praise him. I'm gonna praise him when I'm up and praise him when I'm down. I'm gonna praise him when things are not going right. I'm gonna praise him when I don't have much. I'm gonna praise him when the doctor gives a bad room. I'm gonna praise him because praise will bring you out. Well, praise the Lord. Trust that you enjoyed this teaching on miracles. I tell you, miracles excite people. They really do. You see, we were made for the supernatural. We really were. We were made in the image of God. God is a supernatural provider. <laughs> you know, we were made for this. And uh, these miracles and teachings on miracles help people to become more miracle-minded. Why? Because in somebody's life, at one time, they're going to need a miracle. They really are. And God has had the church out as miracle workers. Isn't that powerful? In his name, praise the Lord. Now, here's what I said in this particular teaching. You must be willing to walk through the wall of shame to get to the hall of fame. Isn't that a powerful saying? Must be willing to walk through the wall of shame to get to the hall of fame. I remember one time when I was... Uh, uh, first believing in miracles and being taught these things, my car wouldn't start. And it was a really cold day in Chicago. I mean, below zero, way below. And so I went out, it wouldn't say anything. So I said, hey, I heard that I could point at this car. I heard this other teacher said he pointed at his bills and pointed at his car. I said, if he can do it, I can do it too. So what do I do? I got out there and and in that street, you know, look both ways to see what's coming, you know, see if anybody's going to be looking at me. Why? I have to walk through the wall of shame to get to the Hall of Fame. I pointed at that car. I said, car, I'm talking to you. Listen to me in the name of Jesus Christ. I command you to start. I went back in the house about a, a half an hour, watched the ball game, came back out, and it started right up. Well, how about the three Hebrews? Notice what happened. He was trying to get them to bow down, you know, to all these false statues of Babylon. And they said, no, the God that we serve, he will deliver us. Well, what did the king do? He put them in the fire, the wall of shame, put them in there. But he looked in there and said, don't I, didn't we throw three men in there? And said, yep. He said, I see four. 
And the fourth one looks like the Son of God walking around. So I'm saying to you, at first, it may look like something that if it doesn't work, you'll be ashamed or some step out. Don't let that block your way at all. Be of good courage. Step on out, and I'm stepping out on it. Look at this shopping mall. I stepped out in faith. I was down at a barber shop, and, and they said, Oh, Reverend, I heard you're going to buy that shopping mall. I said, Well, yeah, I believe I received. See, I had to walk through the wall of shame to get to the Hall of Fame. Glory to God. Well, that's all we have for this time. We'll see you next time. Until then, keep walking by faith. Blessed by today's message, order Becoming Miracle-Minded in its entirety to receive the full three-part series available on CD or MP3, on DVD or MP4. To order, contact us at 800-711-9327 or online at billwinston.org. Order this amazing message, which will help you become miracle-minded and allow the miracles of God to flow in your life. Now remember, you need faith to get to your destiny. So don't forget to subscribe and click on the notification bell so that you don't miss any of our videos. This is Bill Winston. I love you and keep walking by faith.